smooth, jazzy voice doesn't distract Mom. You found his address, didn't you, when you went through my memory box? I'd avoided the small wooden box until the very end of my packing. It contained Mom's favorite photos, my first tooth, and the little love notes Dad wrote over the years. All the usual stuff that has no value to anyone else, but is invaluable just the same— I never imagined finding Aidan Sheffield's address on a folded scrap of flowery stationery. When Mom mentioned her crazy request, I thought she was delusional. After all, I'd never heard his name before. For that matter, I'd never heard of Lynx. In fact, the only thing Texas in our home was the bread she served with her cheesy spaghetti bake. Oh, and the hold'em games we played during Friday night poker— what? I'm just supposed to show up at his house? Hi, I'm Emma Cooper. You don't know me, but apparently you had a fling with my mom. She wants me to tell you she's sorry. We're going on this road trip to this tiny Texas town that I've never heard of. And guess what, Mr. Sheffield? Bonus. She wants you to come with. Yeah, because that's not crazy. Oh, baby. This isn't a normal road trip, is it? I'm sorry to put this on your shoulders, but I won't be able to rest in peace until it's done. I concentrate on Sam singing to us. Here I am, at this crossroads that's not of my own choosing. We weave our way through the quiet streets of Dunsmuir, passing the sign that announces we have the world's best water, a big point of pride, I will miss this town. We pass the firehouse with its large elm tree in front. I slow down, staring at the plaque affixed to the trunk, the one that details my father's heroic action about a year back. He gave up his own life while saving two children trapped on the top floor of an apartment building. Do you miss Dad? With everything I have. Then why are you still here? Because you need me. I don't need you, and I sure as hell don't need this. I get control of myself. I have never raised my voice to my mother, and I should not start now. With shaky hands, I place the truck in park to catch my breath. Way to go, Emma. You barely made it five miles before the first breakdown. Thank God the streets are empty and no one's around to take advantages of the free admission to the freak show. I managed to get myself under control without hyperventilating. Are you okay, honey? She asks. I haven't been okay in a long time. I sigh, releasing all the justifications I've made since finding that stupid scrap of flowery paper last night. Instead of turning south on I-5 like I should, I head north toward Butt Falls, Oregon. It's way out of the way. I say, not hiding my irritation. In the opposite direction, actually. Just a detour, honey. My whole life feels like a fucking detour. Sam sings now about how a change is going to come. No kidding, Sam. Chapter 2 Emma Three hours and two gas station lattes later... The truck wheezes down a long gravel road, kicking up dust, 
protesting this journey. The road is part and parcel of the same address. The wooden sign welcomes me to the Healing Paws Sanctuary. I make my first discovery about the mysterious Aidan Sheffield. He is a dog lover. Smaller signs direct me right for adoptions and left for tours. I forge straight ahead toward the looming white farmhouse, which I assume is his residence. The sun is still high, casting a halo-like light around the house. I park and do a quick inspection in the rearview mirror. After a few lame attempts at primping, I stop running my fingers through my rebellious reddish-brown hair. I check my phone for messages. Natalie sent a couple of weird memes meant to cheer me up. Kenneth has texted to check in. I send him back a detailed response about my detour to visit Aiden Sheffield. Natalie, Kenneth, and I have known each other.